Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Steroids Are Good. Joining you for our first May episode. Uh, you know, hope everyone's still doing well at home, um, you know, in this time. Um, yeah, how are you doing today, Dex? Cinco de Mayo! <laughs> Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> yeah, Cinco de Mayo. Did you do anything for Cinco de Mayo? I just work. That was it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much same here. Uh, work and then, I don't know, I ate a frozen burrito, if that counts for anything, you know, having fried frozen Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> I'll yeah, probably have fajitas tonight. Yeah, that's good. Probably I made fajitas. Yeah, I made fajitas like a couple weeks ago. They were pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, it's hot. It's getting hot, I can tell you that. Yeah, it's getting hot, man. I don't I don't know. I prefer the cold, man, to be honest. I don't like the heat as much. I always prefer the cold. Yeah, I know. I'm from the Bay Area, so we always like that nice little breeze with the ocean. That kicks in, makes it a little bit more cooler. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What do you want to get into? Uh, I don't know, man. There's, uh, you know, there's some stuff that we can go around, and I guess that we can start with some of the... You know, like news, I guess, and then we can go into the last dance, I guess, this week. So there's been some NFL yeah, stuff that's that. been going on. So in terms big, of a uh, couple of in terms of uh, signing that happened pretty recently, well, you know, with the draft having happened a couple of weeks ago, the Cowboys just signed uh, Andy Dalton to a what was it like? Pretty, you know, not too big, de- not too big of a deal. Three million, three million something like Three that, million you know, a year, which is yeah. like a which is like a you know pretty good deal for someone who started a bunch of games. So, what did you think of that, Dex? Do you think that was a good move for them? Do you think it might mean that they're ready to move on from Dak or something? I have two perspectives on this. So, the regular guy in me, you know, Prashanta, you and me are both minorities, and so it's like I felt a kind of I felt a kind of way about that, you know. Is only because I'm gonna tell you my regular my initial thought. It really was kind of like jacked up that you know they signed Andy Dalton before they signed Dak Prescott. I felt like I just felt kind of betrayed. You know, I I know that I know that you know he wants to restructure his deal to be the highest paid QB. But the thing that bothers me about this with uh, Jerry Jones is that Dak Prescott has never been in trouble has been an exemplary leader. Never did he go against the cowboy way. He plays for America's team. And yeah, he might not be you know, Patrick Mahomes, but who the hell is? He's not Lamar Jackson, but he's a steady QB, you know? He's won a couple playoff games, something that Tony Romo has not done, you know? And I feel like he needed his just due. I seen, you know, Joe Cool get paid, you know, reset the boundaries for quarterbacks. I've seen Matty Ice do it. I've seen every single quarterback that has time to re-up their contract. It's kind of a trend that they set it up by like market dollar about like $50,000 from the last quarterback, you know? And I feel like they're not looking at him like, oh, he's he might not be, or, you know, we don't see him. Like, this dude has done a lot. Like, every time, even though the Cowboys are whack, at this point, but they're loaded this year, and it's like he's led them. Like he took he he was the one that took over Tony Romo's spot. He was the one that you know led them to NFC Championship game. I think it was NFC Championship game, if I could remember. I mean, he's won more playoff games <laughs> in two years than the Dallas has the Dallas done it since like 1994. It's like he's done a lot of things for the Cowboys. Give that man his money. He's not selling drugs. He's not you know. You know, racing cars. You don't find him in jail. He was. He didn't even stand with the black players when it was all about the Colin Kaepernick kneeling part. He held hands with Jerry Jones for the national anthem. Like, get yeah, that man his money, man. Like, he did everything exemplary. He's a he's a very steady, cool quarterback. He's big. I mean, he's like six four, six five, two sixty, two seventy. Could run it. A nice little throw. Could read the blitz. You know, he could read a cover defense. Like, come on, man, get yeah, that man his money. Stop playing around. I think it was disrespectful that they brought Andy in there like, oh, yeah, we can replace you. And it's kind of like I felt really, really awkward about it. So on that note, I have another side. The other side is that's a really good move for Dallas. Only the fact of the matter is just in case you don't reach a deal with Dak, you have a, a three-time pro, pro bowler that could toss the ball. I mean, he had, I think he had A.C. Green, or no, A.J., what's his name, Prashanta? Is it A.C. or A.J. Green? A.J. Green. And um, 
he really didn't have nobody else in Cincinnati like that. So I feel like he could really make some noise if he had the opportunity. Has a great offensive line, a great, you know, well, I, you know I don't like the backfield, right? <laughs> you know I don't like the the running back right now, the backfield like that. But, you know, Dallas is going to make some noise. It's just that, you know, it's good financially for the Cowboys. It's terrible for Dak. What do you think about that? I honestly think that Dak has literally nothing to worry about. Andy Dalton is, I think, one of the, can be the poster child pretty much of mediocre quarterbacks, right? But the thing is, he is mediocre. <laughs> and, um, you know, one of the greatest differences that you can see between, like, a, for a team is, like, the difference between a bad quarterback and a mediocre quarterback, right? So I think that this move is entirely about just protecting Dak. I think that what this is is that in case Dak gets injured or something like that, you know, because he is a, a running, you know, he is a quarterback who runs and stuff like that. And, you know, <coughs> excuse me, there is a tendency for those guys to get injured. So I think if you can get a guy who started and has started playoff games and stuff like that for, you know, whatever it was, $3 million or whatever, then I think you make that move. I think that Dak has nothing to worry about because he's ultimately, he is just a better quarterback than Andy Dalton. I think he's a bit underrated because his team hasn't had the success that, you know, uh, someone like Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes' team has had early in his career. But I think that, uh, you know, he's a good quarterback and that he doesn't have really have much to worry about. You know, you don't sign a guy to $3 million to have him be the future of your franchise. I think that he's just a good backup for in case Dak gets injured and, you know, just to make sure that they have someone who has started some games before. And I think that ultimately Dak is going to get paid. You know, the Cowboys do have a reputation of paying and even overpaying their players. So, yeah, like you said, he's someone who did stand with Jerry, held hand with him and all that stuff. Didn't kneel during the anthem, so I honestly think that he really doesn't have much to worry about. You know, uh, talking about what you said, though, I found it really interesting that, um, you know, someone who's been in trouble and stuff like that, I found it interesting that, like, James Winston has been signed already, but Dak hasn't, you know? James Winston got a deal with the uh, Saints, like, nothing, pretty much, you know? They gave him a deal pretty much out of nowhere. That's someone who, you know, he's been in some trouble with the law before, so I don't know. It was weird to me that he got paid before. Yeah. James yeah, going, going to, to New, New Orleans. Orleans. To New Orleans. Yeah, James going to New Orleans. That's ridiculously good for his. I feel that's going to be good for his character actually. I think Sean Payton is a coach. He's a He's not a quarterback whisperer. He's a character whisperer. You know what I'm saying? I feel Sean Payton will be able to shape him up to have him I, I think Drew Brees would be an amazing example for Jameis Winston you know and I feel like I just feel like Drew Brees is going to like nurture him you know of course Drew feels like he's not leaving he's not going to get kicked out by Jameis he knows that he has a spot as long as he's going to be there he knows that and so you get to groom a quarterback you know for the future I think I think Drew fell in love with New Orleans and he wants that team to do really well. I think Sean Payton's committed. I think it's a nice move. And Jameis has been in deep, deep trouble. <laughs> Excuse me. He has. And I feel like this would be good for him. You know, he's still young. He's a, he's a really good quarterback when he wants to be. And hopefully they could get, you know, his max potential out of him. Maybe he could be the quarterback of the future for them. Um, yeah. Jameis. Talk about other news my man obj said i know that was your man no wait you're no you're a giants fan he said this is gonna be his best season ever what do you feel about that as a Giants? i think fan? that uh it entirely depends on the coach that they've got there they've got a new coach in there i think kevin stefanski is his name he used to be the offensive coordinator for yeah. the, the vikings so i mean you know he's I don't know that much about Stefanski, to be honest. You know, he's kind of known for some for being someone who the previous offensive coordinator got fired there because, uh, you know, the the head coach for the uh, Vikings didn't like that they were passing so much, and Kevin Stefanski was just kind of willing to be like the yes man, I guess, and just kind of do whatever the head coach was saying. So he's someone who's kind of like a blank slate yeah. to me. You know, I thought that Fred, retaining Freddie Kitchens was a really bad move right away. You know, I think that you don't. I think that. You know, the guy that they had before him, what was his name, Dex? Do you remember him? Four yeah, the Browns months. coach before him. Hugh, uh, yeah. I think Hugh. Hugh. Is it Hugh Jackson? Yeah, I think that Hugh was Hugh just Jackson, kind of yeah. a bad head coach, to be honest. And I think that they were just relieved to get rid of him. And that's why they played well under Freddie for like a few games. But I think that giving him that head coaching job was 
a pretty pretty bad Premature, move. And yeah. I think that I don't know about this guy Stefanski. You know, I don't know whether he's going to be a good coach or not. I think that. You know, Baker had showed some flashes. He showed some potential as a rookie. You know, he was really good as a college player. So, I mean, I think that he was a bit overrated mm-hmm. being the number one pick and all that stuff. But, you know, we don't have to go into all that. So, Definitely. But, you know, I think that, you know, with the with the right coach, I think that he can be a good player. So, I think that, yeah, the coaching is what matters and the quarterback is what matters. If the coach is good for the quarterback, the quarterback is going to be good for the receivers and the rest of the offense. So I think, hey, you know, if he believes in the coach and he believes in the quarterback, then, yeah, I think he could have a good season. You know, this is around, yeah, That's you know. A tough this division. Is, That's uh, a I don't tough know, man. The Steelers are kind of fading. Uh, who else is in there? The Bengals I don't think are going to do anything. They were just the worst team this year. I don't think they're going to do anything with a rookie quarterback right away. So I think that, you know, their their main competition is going to be the Ravens, and I don't know that they're going to make the playoffs or anything like that. But in terms of having a good individual season, you know, it's about OBJ's like sixth, maybe seventh year in the league. So this is about the time when you know guys really kind of enter their primes, and you know, this is kind of like the prime of him, like physically and like getting yeah, getting that experience and yeah. being in the league for a few years and stuff like that. Now maybe he's matured and settled down a little bit. You know, maybe he's just not in the headlines just because it's Cleveland. I don't know. Maybe he's just still doing crazy stuff. I don't know, but you know, I feel like you know this. You know, if if the coaching is there and Baker plays well, then yeah, I think that's definitely possible. What do you think of that? I think that he's gonna have a really good year. I think that he, they have weapons around you know Baker, no matter how inept he is. Baker, I'm talking about um, to make some noise. I just feel like it's a tough division. I really feel like it's a tough freaking division. Like you say, Cincinnati. You know, has a rookie quarterback, but I don't know, Joe, uh, Joe Burrows, that boy. Mm, I seen what he did with LSU. And then, you know, and he's, and he's, and he's calm, bro. Like he's calm. Like he does not run away from the lights. He, he's, like that boy is no joke. That's a man now. Forgive me. That's a man. So he's nice. I think Cincinnati would have a, a, a resurgence in, in life just with their team. I feel like Pittsburgh, it takes one big move for Pittsburgh. One big move. Ben, Big Ben is getting older. He's like injury. Like, you know, there's still quarterbacks up there in free agency. You know, you never know. If Cam goes to Pittsburgh, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you if Cam gets to go to Pittsburgh. You know what I'm saying? Like, then that's a shift in paradigm. If you have... um, We already know what we're going to get with Baltimore. Lamar is just going to get better. I feel like he's really, really going to come after uh, Patrick this year. I feel like he's really, really going to step his game up. I mean, he's been embarrassed two times in a row. I mean, he won a playoff game here, but then he got embarrassed again. I think he's really, really dead set on showing everybody what he's about. And so I think it's a harder division than everybody's making it seem. And so, but I feel like OBJ, like, even if he's, I mean, he had a thousand yards last season for any other receiver. That was a good season. That was one of his worst seasons last year. So for me, I don't know, 1500 yards, maybe nine touchdown catches that, I mean, it wouldn't be his best season, but it'll be a really good season for him. And if he's drawn so many double teams and triple teams, I think he did his job. I think that's a really good season for him. If other, if his team is winning and he's drawn uh, defenders strictly to him because of his speed and he's just burning cats and I'm seeing on the highlights, I think that's, I think that's, I think that's a good season for him. I think I don't know if it'd be his best season. I think his best season was the one-handed catch yeah. when he just had so much. Yeah, he fire had some great seasons with the Giants, man. I don't know. I feel like uh, unless something yeah. goes wrong and guys get injured or something like that, that they have a great supporting cast around Baker on that team, man. They just signed Austin Hooper this year, OBJ, like we were talking about. Um, I believe that. I believe end, that. I don't believe in Baker though. Before? He's like that really athletic guy. Some I forget his name, but. You know he's mm-hmm. there. You know they have Jarvis Landry still, Kareem Hunt, and Nick Chubb. You know they have an aw- they have an awesome supporting cast. This guy has to they have them. a squad. You know, they have the, they got a squad. They're like that's like pretty close to like what the Steelers used to have back in the day with uh, the Killer Bees and all that. You know, so yeah. I don't know. It's going to be up to Baker, I yeah. think, ultimately to set the tone for that team and what they're yeah, ultimately going to be. Baker. So <clears throat> I guess kind of pivoting a little bit to around the discussion we had uh, the Bengals, I guess. What what is your t- pick for a team that's going to surprise people and do really well, and a pick for a team that's going to surprise people and Ooh, do really my bad? My dark horse. 
my dark horse this year. You better not laugh. My dark horse this year has to be. Oh, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Is it really considered a dark horse, though? Because you kind of already know it's going to happen. My dark horse. Where did Nick Foles go to? That's my dark horse. The Chicago Bears. That's my dark horse. I feel like Mike Trebinsky was a bust. I feel Nick Foles has that je ne sais quoi with, you know, something special about him that just gathers the troops and they want to just help him and be there for him. And the Bears is a really, really nice squad, bro. They're really, really good. They just don't have the quarterback. And now with Nick Foles in the, in the, like, in the mix, I mean, he won a Super Bowl as a backup. <laughs> like, don't sleep. And he could have won the year after. And he came off the bench and still did it. Like, I believe in Nick Foles. Jacksonville, mm, but I feel like he's going to surprise everybody uh, in Chicago. And uh, who's the team that you think is going to be a little worse this year than people are expecting? Uh, the team that I feel that's going to do worse and everybody's expecting to do well is... Tampa Bay. I feel Tampa Bay, even with all their weapons, with all their weapons and the defense and Bruce Arians, like, is it Bruce? Yeah. Uh, is it Bruce Arians? I can't remember. Well, anyway, yeah, with their weapons. Yeah, it's, Bru- yeah, it's Bruce Arians. They have a Bruce good, Arians. like, uh, they have a good coaching staff around him. They have, uh, I forget the the quarterback that they have is the the former quarterback that they have is the offensive coordinator. I think they have a former head coach as like the defensive coordinator too. They have a good coaching staff on that team, man. Okay, okay, I give up. I'm not gonna lie. I I have. I'm gonna be real with you. I think the Niners is gonna bomb. I want to pick on Tampa Bay, but the real is, I think the Niners are not gonna do as good. They think they're the class of the NFC right now, but I really wholeheartedly feel like the Niners are gonna tank this year. Not tank, but not do as exceedingly well as they did last year. I feel they lost key components. They've picked up a couple of people that had a really nice draft choice uh, for their defense, but I feel like what they're lacking, unless Jimmy G decides to like, be aggressive and be a gunslinger. I don't feel like nothing is going to change. And so I think my team is going to be really good is Chicago Bears. Uh, my team that's going to probably bomb this year is probably the San Francisco 49ers, even though I hate to say it. What do, what do you have for yours? For me, uh, I would say that your both of your picks are both pretty bold, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> both of those picks I think are pretty bold. I do kind of like the Bears pick. You know, Nick Foles is good every three years or so. So I think that, you know, it's getting to around the time. It's been a few years since the Super Bowl. So I think time, yep. it's getting to around the time that he starts to, you know, have a good season again. So I think it's possible that, you know, with that, they have, I think, a pretty good coach there, Adam Adam Nagy. Matt Nagy, I think his name is. He used to be a coordinator for the Chiefs. And they have a good defense on that team, too. So, hey, you know, it's possible. Allen Robinson is a really good receiver, so that's entirely possible. But, uh, yeah, I think the Niners is kind of a bold pick to be bad, too. But, you know, that's those both are definitely possible. And, uh, you know, not saying they're outside the realm of possibility. So the team that we discussed, I think, a couple of weeks ago that I think could be really good is oh. not, not the Texans, but the Cardinals. That's my pick for... Oh, a team okay. that I think could surprise a lot of people. I think that they had a really good draft this year. I love the Isaiah Simmons pick that they made. I don't know whether we talked about that during the draft yeah, or not. Yeah, I love he, the Isaiah Simmons pick him. that yeah. they made. He's he's sick, man. He can play pretty much anywhere on the defense. He can, he can. play all over the field. I think Kyler Murray is going to – I think Kyler is just going to keep growing, keep developing. He was already pretty good last year. I think he's going to keep doing well. Um, you know, Christian Kirk. Is it Christian Kirk who's the receiver that they have there? I think he's yeah. pretty good. Larry's still there. You know, they got uh, – they got DeAndre Hopkins, so literally, goddamn. I think they have a really good team around Kyler, and I think that, you know, if he can make the right step up, I think that they could be a really good team, and I think that they could be a surprise team to even win the NFC West maybe, you know, maybe going in with here, the Niners are going to be worse than people expect maybe. I think that's the team that I kind of have as being a little underrated in a lot of people's eyes right now. And the mm-hmm. team that I see as being going to be a little worse than people expect is the Tennessee Titans. I think the Titans were a flash in the pan last year. I think uh, Ryan Tannehill, the quarterback, was a flash in the pan last year. I, did they sign him to a big deal this offseason? I, I don't know whether it was big, him. but... I, 
I think they signed him to at least it was like at least like a two or three year deal. I think that was kind of a mistake. I don't see Ryan Tannehill as being a guy who's worthy of that. You know, they lost one of their offensive linemen and Jack Conklin. He's a really good offensive lineman. They lost him to the Browns. I don't know about that team, man. I think that they're going to struggle this year more than people are expecting them to. I think the head coach is pretty good. Uh, but so I don't know how late, you know, maybe it's not going to be horrible or something, but I think that people have expectations for them to be something like because they have made the playoffs the last couple of years and Derrick Henry look, did look really good. But I don't know, man. I just don't think, don't really believe in that team too much. So what do you think about my picks, man? Yeah, I think that Arizona is a good choice for a surprise team. They're probably number three on my dark horse that could actually make some noise this year. <clears throat> um, I feel like Kyler Murray, I'm just afraid of the, the sophomore slump, you know. It always gets to them, you know. Really good at signing rookie year, then all of a sudden that sophomore slump hits, and they're the pits. You know, the only one that's actually ever, like, beat the sophomore slump is, like, probably, I think, Patrick. I mean, I mean Lamar Lamar won the MVP in his second year, you know. Yeah, yeah, Lamar has done it. Yeah. Patrick's done I feel it. Like, yeah, I feel like the difference with those guys is, like, a lot of the times what happens with, like, a sophomore slump type of thing is, like, usually what happens is, like, a, the rookie does well, but the quarterback, the team does as badly, so the coach gets fired or whatever. So, you know, they're <laughs> transitioned to a new system or whatever, and yeah. I think that can contribute to it. But I think that given that, like, he is going to be in the same system, he's going to be consistent, he has even more weapons, he's got to have an even better offense around him yeah. so I you know I don't see the sophomore slump happening to him because I see kind of a similar thing to ecosystem to what they did in Kansas City and uh, what do you call and Baltimore where you know they kept the same coach they kept the same system they're kind of like let's let these guys grow together and they added more talent around them too so you know I kind of yeah. think that it, the, that you know it might not apply to him but you know, you know I can see where it's coming from with that and then the Tennessee Titans bro I don't think nobody expected them to repeat what they did this year like I don't know where the hell you got that from like I don't like you okay I love running backs because I used to be a running back but Running bats are usually do like one good year and then they kind of fall off a little bit, then they come back maybe. Like, I don't feel Derrick Henry is going to just beast up on cats like how you did this year. They'll game plan for him, they'll change the defense when they come around. And I don't think Ryan Tannehill has it, he didn't have it in Miami, I don't think he has it in Tennessee. Um, <clears throat> and so, I mean, that's a, I mean, that's kind of like, a, I, I mean, based on the status of where they were at. I guess you could say that's a drop off because you know they where they went in the playoffs this year or last year, but I don't really I I kind of don't see them really, you know. I mean, they got a lot of hard, stiff competition this year, like they really do, and so. I like your pick for Arizona, though. I really, I really like uh, Murray. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, I think that Kyler is just going to do really well this year. And I don't know. I really wanted the Giants to be bad enough to take him last year, but you know, they won too many games for that, unfortunately. So. <laughs> they, just, they just can't get it right. They just can't yeah. get it right. Yeah, they just haven't gotten it right for, like, years now. I don't know. Man. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Let me see. What, what, what I want to discuss is, you know, a lot of sports are coming back soon, hopefully. And apparently across seas, we have a, a sport that just like opened this new season. And what was that? What was it? Was it Chinese, Japanese? Korean baseball. Korean baseball. You know, we've been hearing from some of the listeners that we don't talk about other sports as much. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, we, we wanted know. to get... We wanted to get into that a little bit, yeah, so we're going to go into some of the Korean baseball games that happened from yesterday. So let's see. Um, <laughs> yesterday, so it seems like Hanwha beat SK, and mm-hmm. wow. that was a 3-0 game, so congrats to Hanwha, I guess. Yeah. Uh, let's big see. bats, big bats. <laughs> uh, Kim Taekyun had a... One hit, uh, a walk, and an RBI, a two at bats. That's pretty good, man. Fifty percent wow. batting average for the season right now. MVP. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jusuka had a hit and two RBIs. You know, he's beating him in RBIs though. Mm. Three at bats. So you know, Warwick Sapold, their pitcher there, nine innings pitched, two hits, one walk, only two strikeouts. You know, but 
hey, you know, only two hits and one walk. That's that's a pretty good walks and hits per. That's pretty good whip he got right there. So yeah. you know, good for them. Let's see what else do we have here. Uh, Kiwum uh, beat Kia eleven to two. So you know, big win for Kiwum there. There. Mm. Let's see. Kiwum had. Let's see who. Oh now Park Byung Ho had three hits, two runs, and two RBIs in five at bats. So you know you're talking about a sixty percent batting average there. You want to talk about an MVP man? That seems like some MVP level stats right there. Uh, for the Kiwum man, and you know they had a lot of different pitchers for Kiwum man. Jake Brigham, Hang Yun. I can't talk about this man. You know Korean baseball happened. I don't care about this. <laughs> I just woke up. I was just snoring. <laughs> I can't talk about. I know what just happened. It's too much. I, I was like, oh, I don't like regular baseball. Korean baseball. Not no offense to Koreans, but like nobody likes baseball right now. Like nobody does. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing of having fake people in the stands is kind of entertaining, I guess, but I don't know. <laughs> Man, yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, I love baseball if I was to go to a game, but they're getting real expensive with those hot dogs and beers now, you know? And, you know, you go to, like, a Raider game or, like, a Niner game, they got, like, shakers now and new stadiums and museums in the stadium. It's kind of like, you know... It really, I don't know. Baseball needs to do something. Maybe not. Maybe they just need to become more. I don't know. I think football took over baseball as, you know, America's pastime. Yeah, I would agree with that. Football is definitely more of America's pastime now. I think what baseball needs is, like, baseball needs, like, a really transcendent superstar-level player. That's what they need. I think if they can get one guy who's really like that, then they can get then like they can get some of the juice back into the game. You know, they have good players now. You got Bryce Harper and you got um, what's the guy? Mike in, Trout. Mike Trout. Yeah, see, I'm forgetting his name. He's like the best player right now, and I'm forgetting his name. <laughs> you know, I think I think that they just don't have like stars like that, like real star stars like that who kind of like jump off the page and stuff like that. You know. Football has guys like that. Basketball definitely has guys like that. But mm-hmm. baseball definitely doesn't have those guys right now. And I think that that's what's missing. And it's kind of unfortunate, you know, looking at guys like Kyler Murray and um, Russell Wilson. Those guys mm-hmm. were all like baseball prospects who decided to play football instead. You know, yeah. Kyler Murray gave up $7 million from the A's till he could play football instead. You know, that's yep. a bad sign for the sport. That's a really bad sign for the sport. So I yeah. don't know, man. I think that they need some sort of. I don't know whether they need some sort of more better like youth management. I don't know whether they need some sort of better things. I don't know. Maybe just the Yankees need to do Yankees need to do better or something like that, and that'll drive up interest because they're like a really popular team. But I don't know, man. I just think that uh, baseball really needs like superstars right now, and that they don't really have any. Yeah, I just think again, I just think baseball needs super juice, like. (laughs) <laughs> this, is, this is what they need. I don't care what nobody says. That was the best time. Like, honestly, I was watching every single one. Man, if only people could, I don't know. If only you remember when Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds. I mean, they all got super buff, and you knew they were on the roids. I mean, nobody's head, like, quadruples that big off of work. And you can't exercise your, you know, your forehead and the back of your head. But honestly, like I miss sometimes. Like it was so exciting. I mean, even the pitching was crazy. Roger Clemens, the the unit. I mean, you have so many, you know. And maybe and maybe there's yeah. just not a lot of posterizing, you know, players no more. You know, I, I like Mike Trout, but you know, I don't see him as like Mike Trout is a very good baseball player. He's not a star. He's not the guy who can yeah. be like the face of the MLB or something like that. Yeah. You know? And I think it's really unfortunate. We live in a judgmental society, unfortunately. And the only people who are allowed to do steroids are like guys in Marvel movies who have to take their shirt off or whatever. You know, we don't like when athletes do steroids. So I don't know, man, it's unfortunate. I think that we should just let them do steroids. Steroids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talking you know, the, about the, uh, buff- uh huh. Go ahead. Sorry. So uh, you know the the people say that like the ball is juice now. Like you know the ball is lighter or whatever it is now, mm-hmm. so that people can hit more home runs or whatever. But I don't know, man. Just let the guys juice. That's what I think. Just let them juice. Juice them up, bro. Bring it like, back. Nobody, why do we care about the level of competition as long as it's all even playing field? Yeah, yeah. That's 
what does it matter? Like if they want to destroy their insides or, you know, make things smaller and make things like, bigger, that's on them. HGH isn't all of the food, like the meat and stuff like that we eat. That's like HGH isn't all of that stuff. So I don't know why they just can't take it for whatever reason. It's stupid. But yeah, so what were you going about with other buff men or whatever? The other buff men, Mike Tyson. This mother is 51, 52 years old and thinking about getting back in the ring. Now, I don't want to see him against like real heavyweights because he'll probably get murdered. But, you know, him against like some like, you know, older heavyweights or whatever, I would pay to see that. And it's not because of sports deprivation. I really would pay to see Mike Tyson fight right now. Did you see his hand speed and that power he had? I didn't I didn't get a chance to check that out, man, but I'm looking it up right now and you know, it is kind of interesting to see, you know, he's he does look pretty good. Like he does look like he's in shape now. <laughs> he does. He really, really does. And he looks like he could really like I mean, he probably could knock me out. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, definitely like normal guys like us for sure, you know. I'll kick his ass. No, I was playing. No, Mike, if you hear this, <laughs> I was playing. Yeah, he probably would. He, you know, he looks in really good shape. Like his speed, I mean, his accuracy, his hit, his power hitting. Like, I don't know. I feel like Mike could, like, and you know, I'm going to be real with you. Maybe he could take out some of these cats because none of these cats nowadays are like real actual fighters. I mean, you have this bald, out of shape gypsy dude, whatever. That looked like he can only like look like he's on from like nineteen twenty two, and looks like he like like fights with his both his fits up and is the, like the champion, and then you have Dante Wilder that's not even a champion no more. He had no technique, only he had was punching power, and then you had Anthony Joshua who lost to Ruiz. Like come on now, like these boxers are not dominating like how. You know they used to do so you know maybe mike could go up in there with them and knock them out i'm pretty sure i'm pretty freaking sure fury would not want mike punching his insides i'm pretty sure nobody will love that so you know you never know if he wins a championship i wouldn't i don't know i will talk about more baseball korean baseball or whatever <laughs> I, I mean like uh, I mean, you know, that's like all well and good or whatever, but I don't want him to be in the same situation as like, you know, um, Muhammad Ali or whatever, you know, where he gets like, you know, hit too many times, get Parkinson's, can't like, can't even stand up straight anymore or anything like that. You know, I just think that because of his age or whatever, he's, you know, he can be in shape, but like his like physical condition is just like, you know, you're not as sharp as you were when you were young. You know, you're not as like able to take his hits as much. You know, like yeah. one hit, one solid hit could do real damage to him. You know, I I don't know. I just don't think that it makes sense for him to you know go back into the ring. But yeah, Ruiz was you know that was a beautiful moment seeing that big boy <laughs> win win against Anthony Joshua. That was a beautiful moment yeah, to see him win that title. It was big boy you know? season. Yeah, it was big boy season then for sure, man. Was, that was a beautiful. That was a beautiful. Uh, that was beautiful to see that man. Just like. I don't know, just this guy who looks like any like out of shape dude you would find that like I don't know, just like if you if you went out to like I don't know, just went out to like the grocery store or whatever and he's like winning to have yeah. great championship. That was awesome, man. That was awesome to see. I'm not gonna lie, dudes that big and I'm not even like big, but dudes that has like don't look like they actually athletic, like I'm literally telling you, I fought dudes like that before, not professional but just regular fights. And um there, the way that you could punch it because it's so much like extra there, it like recoils, and you wonder if they even feel it when you punch him. And I think that's, but he took a lot of hits. So I think Anthony Josh, the thing about Joshua, I don't feel like he has the punchy power like Fury and Wilder though. I feel like he's just more, he's more like just like he's like I don't know what I put on Anthony Josh. He won't even come to the U.S. and fight. So when you could do that, then come and talk to me about Anthony Joshua. Right now, he just likes to play for the cards. And when he couldn't play, you see, he got he lost like <laughs> Ruiz. So yeah, I think Tyson can knock him out. I think he can. I think Tyson can knock out Fury too. Fury's like fucking thirty one. He looks like he's fifty four years old. So it's about even to me. It's about even to me. I'm not gonna lie to you. It looks about even to me. You know, they are still having wrestling, so I feel like boxing could probably still go on. You know, as of long as everyone gets tested. Or whatever yeah. boxing could probably still go on you know it, i mean it's a good time for them if they could like get their stuff together and like just not play just not have any fans in the stands or whatever it's a good time for them to maybe like try to get some of that relevancy back that they had before you know i don't know yeah. i feel like boxing could still go on yeah yeah definitely now for the 
thing of the day. I want you, audience, if you don't know this, Prashanta said he has some crazy stuff to tell me that was going to make me mad. And I've been waiting for it for about a week and two days now. Like, what is it, Prashanta? What you going to tell me? So I didn't know this because I literally wasn't born yet, but uh, John Paxson should have been the MVP of the 92 finals. Oh, my God. <laughs> he made that final shot, man. You were talking about Ray Allen and Kyrie a couple a couple weeks ago to talk about LeBron and how he didn't actually win those titles. Those guys did. Oh, my God. I'm just saying, man, John Paxson, he made that shot, you know. Horace Grant, he passed him the ball. He got the assist. So, you know, MJ wasn't even the guy who made the assist. He was like two oh steps Lord. away from greatness there. So, I don't know, man. The 6-7 finals MVPs, that comes with an asterisk for me now. What the fuck? <laughs> Prashante, first of all, First of all, you should have never said that. For okay, I never not said that LeBron should not have won the MVP when Ray like, Allen shot John the shot. John Paxson with his like John Paxson with his middle part looking like a middle schooler in the nineties or something like that. Oh, you know, with his blonde middle part <laughs> made that shot. Yeah, he made the shot. I don't believe that okay, so wait, let's let's scratch this. Okay. A, I never said LeBron should not have won the MVP the year that Ray Allen shot the shot because game seven, LeBron went ballistic on the Spurs. I'll never take things away from I'm I'm objective, okay? I would never take away. I might not like him as a basketball player, but I'll be objective. Kyrie should have won the MVP that season that LeBron won because he averaged this almost the same amount of points and hit the game-winning shot with no passing against the squad. That's why Kyrie should have won that one. John Paxton was just open it's not like and you know what i'm happy i'm happy that jordan did not pass the ball because guess what if jordan had he probably not gave it up to be honest with you and so he couldn't have the ball in his hand he had to give it to horace grant so horace grant could get past john passing and he was just i mean steve Kerr shot a shot too like it happens like but it's not by you know design Bro, like LeBron that. averaged LeBron averaged two more points, seven more rebounds and five more assists than Kyrie in that in that wait, final wait, series. Wait, 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 repeat. He averaged two more points? Seven more rebounds and five more assists than Kyrie during that during that season. Plus he had that block on on uh I think was it was it on Iggy that he had it that block on, on? Yeah, yeah. That was that play was just as important at the shot, man. So it was know. not as important. I don't know, man. You know, I think that well, two you know, okay. I see. I'm and, no. I'm my radar is on point. The two thing about okay, so two points more is not a significant difference. That's not significant when you're the point four. Yeah, but okay. seven rebounds and five assists is a lot more different. Kyrie's That's a much like six three. Yeah, but he can get assists though. Kyrie was key. he can get not, assists though, and you know he's Kyrie is just not someone who makes his teammates better. Unfortunately, that's always been the thing with him, and I don't know. We can talk about this all day, and I can talk about how much I, you know, I've never really liked Kyrie. You know what's yeah, crazy, I man? Know you, hate Kyrie. you know what? You know what's crazy, man? What's like that? you know who the next highest scorer in that final series was for the Cavs after, um, after LeBron and Kyrie? It was J.R. Smith with ten point six points a game. Yeah. Like, you know what Kevin Love had in that series? He averaged 8.5 points, 6.8 rebounds, and 1.3 assists a game. Yeah, I believe that. People got mad at LeBron when he was, like, you know, talking about Kevin Love needs to fit in or fit out or whatever. They, I don't know. They supposedly had some problems or whatever. But come on, man. I feel like that's just, like, I don't know. If you're putting up 8.5 points and 6.8 rebounds, I don't know, man. It's kind of suspect I to me. I, I, just can't, I just can't imagine somebody watching their film and then another player like does exactly the same points as you and hits the game winning shot and you go like that's when I knew I was the greatest of all time. It's like motherfucker, how's that anything to do with you? Like and pretty much the thing about it is it's not about okay, so you probably don't believe in this. Like, I don't know the difference. You have to be able to really, really hoop. Like, not really I'm not saying that you don't hoop, Prashanta, but when you play on teams, there's like certain baskets that mean more than others and people say what's well, two points is two points not really a two point two points in the middle of the second quarter with 459 left and you're up like i don't know four or five points uh and the team looks like they're dwelling down is way different than a team's coming back up and you're only up two points and the team is starting to like really build momentum and they came back from 12 down and then you knock down a three-pointer to stop the bleeding like those points are critical what i mean by lebron LeBron doesn't do to stop the bleeding or when they're losing. LeBron doesn't do to stop the bleeding. That's what separates him in my mind 
From I mean, LeBron brought them back from like down three one to win that. He series. didn't bring them back from. Yes, he did. He was. You know, the refs did, and then oh God, Adam the Silver did, did. The refs and like, Adam Silver. Okay. Yeah. You literally sound package. like you literally sound like Magic right now when he was talking about MJ and that thing yesterday. Oh, you know, if I get too close to him, that's going to be a foul or something. When they were talking about that, because they changed the rules. That was really. Fu- that was really. That flyer. was really funny to see, man. Uh, you know, the way that people <laughs> talk about superstars now. I guess they just always talked about them that way, where it's like, oh, we can't touch them. Them. we can't foul them anything we do near them if we breathe near them that's a foul it was really interesting to see that you know just the way that people just always talk about players in that same way i guess yeah but magic was what being other... light about it lebron I, i'm i don't know i don't want to talk about lebron because i got word in my ear that i talk about lebron more than freaking skip bayless so i'm not finna do that I'm not finna give him, give him my airtime. All that I know is, <laughs> only thing I know is that, I you know I, oh yeah, Prashanta. I'm sorry. I'm I'm taking him out my top five now. I'm with Charles. I'm with Charles on this one. He's like number seven now. Why Why are you putting Charles in there? He hasn't won any championships though. Yeah, you don't have to win championships to be good. Some those who cannot do teach right. And I so mean, LeBron. LeBron's won championships unlike him, so I don't know, man. Man, you're just trolling now, but whatever. I don't know. Am I really so, trolling? I, Am yeah, I really tro- yeah, you are, man. Uh, so I wanted to ask, actually. So, uh-huh. you know, once once we had that, you know, getting you mad out of the way or whatever. So what I other takeaways did you have from the uh, couple episodes that came out yesterday, man? Um, I don't know. I just, there, there really wasn't too much, you know, other than the Jordan gambling problem that people were like talking about them but i didn't see it as a gambling problem like i literally like if it's not affecting your family if it's not affecting your livelihood you gotta think it's like his apples is bigger than everybody else's apples so you put in the newspaper oh jordan gambled away ten thousand dollars one night you know over a football game or over a golf game but the difference ten dollars ten thousand is like a dollar does you know he's making so much money so i don't i think i took that away like they were doing too much in that i mean i mean what else did i get out of it honestly it was stuff i already knew they show kobe which i knew this about kobe already and so you know it was really nostalgic seeing him though because that was like one of his last like interviews and seeing him like brought like emotions out of me that i thought i put a rest like two months ago so it was really cool to see him and talk about it. I would I thought he would have had more talking. Like I think it was only like three or four minutes, and they didn't really go expand expand about it. I did like it though when I was uh, he was up in a uh, Jordan was in the locker room and he was talking about Kobe. Like, he was like, "Hey, that kid, you know, he won't take everybody one on one." And blah 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 blah. And he's like, "Yeah, you know, if he was mine, I wouldn't pass him the ball." He's like, "Yeah, but he trying to take everybody one on one." It was really funny because. It's like that's what they were saying about Jordan when he came in as a rookie. And so um, when he was in all-star break. And so it kind of just like re- like came in full circle. So I thought that was pretty cool. I, I seen like I, I seen that. I, I don't know. It's getting boring. I think it's going to, you know, I thought it was going to be more recoped. Didn't really do it. And then like, I don't know. We'll see later on. I do believe, though, one thing, I do believe the first three Pete Bulls, were better than the last three Pete Bulls. I do believe that. Honestly, in my heart, I thought like that squad was better with John Paxton. <laughs> so, uh, you know, actually, something that I found kind of interesting was um, when they were talking about the gambling stuff and all that stuff, you know, I feel like what people were mo- more objecting to was almost like the moral part of it you know kind of more than like the fact that he was like up all night gambling or whatever with you know these like shady dudes who are apparently like you know and like golfing with these shady dudes or whatever i don't know i feel like people were more like talking about the morality aspect of it or whatever like you know he's putting out these commercials for kids like you know be like mike or whatever and then he's doing all that stuff so i don't know man i get i think that's what the angle that people were taking but yeah i totally agree with you man i think that people were just like too focused on that and was just kind of stupid but something that i found was kind of funny was you know like you were talking about a lot of the a big stuff like kind of like the bigger stuff i already kind of knew about most people who like kind of have knowledge of 
history and basketball history kind of know about that stuff already but mm-hmm. i've been finding the smaller details of it that kind of stuff i've been finding really interesting man the way he like was playing like who can throw the coin again like close to the wall <laughs> like the security, yeah, guard and security guard hits him like with the same shrug that he hit magic with that was really funny to me apparently that guy was used to be like a narcotics detective with the chicago police department and then became <laughs> like michael and then became like michael's like favorite like security guard or something like that like a personal security guard for him or something that was really interesting to see you know stuff like i knew about the uh quote the uh, quote about republicans buy sneakers too or whatever but i didn't know that the guy that he was like wasn't speaking out against was like a literal like segregationist like white supremacist guy. So like he that, really was that was crazy yeah that's that was crazy man to see that was crazy and it was interesting to you know it was interesting to see that and the way they presented that you know and yeah that stuff was interesting to me um you know other stuff like i don't know other stuff like you know the smaller details that was a lot more interesting to me than like the other stuff you know and when you're talking about like that thing i almost kind of recognized that in myself you know the way he's just like even when it's like a small insignificant thing he just wants to win no matter what you know like yeah. <laughs> like when i don't win in like a board game or whatever you know i get kind of like you know i get a little upset about it and my sister will get mad at me like it's just a game why do you care but you know i, I kind of tend to do that you know i kind of tend to be that way that's why i don't like gamble or anything that much because i know that i would be a complete degenerate and just trying to like constantly doing that stuff all the time just trying to win as much as i could and end up like losing all my money and stuff like that so you know that's why i tried to like actually avoid that as much as possible so yeah man i kind of seeing that in him just kind of like you know and even the way he's like betting on like throwing a coin against the wall you know you know that's like you know you might have a gambling problem if you're throwing betting on who you can throw who can throw a coin closest to the wall you know i don't know man i like how I, i like i like how you said like I don't have a gambling problem. I have a competitive problem. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. I really liked. I really liked his glasses. You know, I really like uh, his glasses. You know, he's just. You know, you can tell why he became such a famous like guy, even beyond like the. Uh, like the like how good he was at playing basketball you know he would just like the charisma and all that stuff just completely yeah. came off the screen even translating at this time you know that stuff was all there so yeah like a lot of the details i feel like have been more interesting than like the bigger picture stuff because the bigger picture stuff like we were talking about you know we already knew all that stuff so yeah is uh let's see there's that stuff and then there was i just well, what came up to me well the thing that got to me i think okay so I was younger. I was a- around, but it's kind of like when you like when you get older and you see something from like your childhood. You pick up like, oh yeah, I remember this. This is Mr. Rufkins, right? And so, like, I felt like I'm sleeping like on a lot of cats after I'm watching all this. Like, okay, I might have to switch back. Remember, I told you uh, this is why I want to switch LeBron because I might have to switch back Magic and Larry, only because of the fact that matters of this. Okay, so listen to this. How many championships has LeBron been part of? Nine, right? Nine, and he won three, right? Uh, yeah. And, okay, and he was a three times uh, Finals MVP, and I think he was a three time League MVP, right? I think three time Finals MVP, four time yeah. League, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think it was. I think it was three. I think he could have won four, but I think he won three. I think it was four because I think he won like a couple in Cleveland back to back, and I think he won like a couple in Miami back to back. Is what it was. I think he won two in Miami and one in Cleveland, but I could be totally wrong. Okay, so when I ran through Magic's numbers, right, Magic went to nine finals, also won five championships, was a three-time Finals MVP. And a three times uh, NBA MVP. And when he came in as a rookie, he ran his first championship. Like, that's f- credentials, bro. Like, you can't just sleep on stuff like that. Like, you can't sleep on stuff like that. That's why, like, and it's, it reminds me of that. Like, it kind of reminded me to where, like, man, you know, times were. Oh, oh, and here's another thing that came up. Um, nope, I'm not going to talk about it. That'd be for next week. I'm not gonna talk about it. <laughs> I I said I was I said I was gonna give LeBron probably like seven minutes. That's what it was. Yeah, man. We can't get keep getting you on a tangent about that. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, but that magic statement was valid. If you yeah, really yeah, look at yeah. it. Yeah, magic is good, man. Magic is that's what I was telling you, man. Magic if he wasn't healthy, I feel like magic is someone who would have definitely challenged for like being the GOAT, I think. Greatest of all time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's the guy who like, you know, his his uh 
you know, his disease was like, you know, it's obviously tragic for him personally, the way that it affected mm-hmm. his life and all that, but it really affected his like career and stuff like that too, man. I don't know what he would have been without that stuff happening to him. I don't yeah, know. Man. That's don't why, know that's why you got to get you, everyone out there has to stay safe and, you know, <laughs> not, you know, not mess around with too many crazy people. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. And that's all. I know. I was just thinking about just the, oh, like, okay, here's another example. People sleep on you. Sleep on him, Patrick Ewan. How do you sleep on Patrick Ewan like that? No, man. I think he. I think Patrick is really good, but I just don't see him as being like one of the top like fifteen guys of all time. You know, I think Patrick is good. I think he's probably somewhere maybe in the twenty to twenty five range, somewhere okay, around there. Yeah. But you know, I, I I think he's good. But I just don't. I just think that his career, just as terms of like being like. You know, in terms of like not having a championship or anything like that, I think that really mm-hmm. limits him. You know, I think oh, that, yeah. that that's something that where if you don't have a championship, that really limits you to me in terms of what you are in like an all-time ranking or stuff like that. You know, just because I yeah. think that that's what you know. And you know, we can joke around about oh, LeBron's lost in the finals or whatever, but you know, he's actually won. You know, Patrick never did. Unfortunately, it would have been nice if he had. You know, but like. He never did, unfortunately, and that was the closest that the Knicks have been ever been to being successful since that time. You know, you know, I'm I thinking mean, about the agony of the Knicks fan at the time and how what I, like I would kill to have like the Knicks losing the conference finals consistently like they did at that time. Now, you know, I wish the team was like that good as it was now, but you know, I just, I, ju- I just, I just, I just people sleep on Patrick. I think that okay, you might think of me weird about this, right? But this is honestly good and truth. I honestly think Patrick and Akeem Olajuwon is on the same level i really do and not because of me just being like a nick fan in the 90s i really do think that like you really think about the finals that uh, patrick was uh, like like a star in like because you know the Knicks went to two finals in the 90s uh the lockout year and the one when jordan when them was gone the one they beat scotty pippen in them and so um they took houston in game seven like nobody remembers that. Sh- like nobody remembers that. Shaq and them didn't even take them Houston to a game seven, but and so it's like and you know you just fall as a prisoner of your time. You know Mike. You know whatever. But you know Patrick was a hard hard worker. You know maybe I mean you got to think he never really had a wing. He never had a wing. He never really had that other all-star. John Starts, we could say, was cool, whatever, whatnot. But he wasn't that dude. I mean, he had bullies with him. You know, Anthony Mason, Charles Oakley. Yeah, he had know. good player. Uh, Xavier McKinney, the X-Men. He had a bunch of good players around him, but he never really did have that all-star. I mean, that all-star that's all-star right, to man. Alan Houston, that, that's, right. Around. that's right, man. We don't know. Like, we don't know what he would have been with that other t- all-star teammate or whatever, I guess. But, you know, mm-hmm. just personally for me, the fact that, you know, Hakeem did win and, you know, like we were talking about, brought them to a game seven. But ultimately, Ultimately, did win in that game seven against the Knicks. I think that's what kind of like put Hakeem above him in that level for me personally. Yeah, I mean, you got to go for champions, but I just, I don't know. Maybe if I had Big Shot Bob on my squad, you know, because that's where he literally got his original name from. It wasn't from the Lakers. It was really starting off with Houston, and so you know, and I you know you can't what is whatever whatever. But I feel like people see Patrick Ewan, and you know this, Prashanta, as a you know a former Knicks fan. You know, I know you love. You know the Lakers now, whatever. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but as in Patrick Ewan, I used to crack up about this all the time with me, and my friend. I said Patrick Ewan is the most the player that sweated the most of all time. That is one of the most hardworking, like big man I ever seen. He was cons- he never every time I seen him talking, he was sweating. Like his heart, like he left his everything on that floor. And I know there's been two times where he you know he looked like, you know, he was gassed out. And you know, they you know, they took the Bulls, you know. And you know, Reggie Miller. You know, Reggie Miller had it I think Reggie Miller had it worse than anybody because he ran to Jordan in the nineties and then he ran to Kobe and Shaq in the two thousands. But yeah, and he had that unfortunate the the malice at the palace was kind of towards the end of his career. The where yeah. you know that team could have been really good, but I don't know that was unfortunate for him. But yeah, I yeah I yeah. agree with you about the hardworking stuff, man. Like uh, Knicks fans still talk about like you know those teams and held held up that ideal of like being like the good great New York team as like you know being like hardworking and similar to that era where you know that style of play doesn't really translate and work anymore. You know you can't play like yeah. that anymore and be yeah, successful, but like. You know, people still talk about that just because of, like, how beloved those teams were, you know. 
New York had a curse on it in the 90s. I'm going to be real with you. When you think about it, the Giants didn't do really well too much. Uh, I mean, I guess the Yankees was all right. But I then mean, you have... The Giants have won a couple of uh, Super Bowls since, you know... In the 90s? No, I mean in the 2000s, you know, so... No, no, I'm talking about the 90s. I think New York oh. just sucked in the 90s. No, I mean, like, New York had... Uh, the, the Knicks were, like, good. You know, like I was saying, you know, they were, like, good enough to get to... Uh, you know, the, to get to a couple of... Uh, you know, to do pretty well for, like, a couple of years. But, you know, they ultimately never won a championship, unfortunately. But, you know, they were pretty good. The Yankees won. Um, the Mets? I don't know. Did the Mets make a World Series around the time? I know that around that time, the Mets made a World Series, too. Mm-hmm. And then I think that Buffalo lost three or, like, three, like, championships. Buffalo lost. I think they went, like, to, like, what, how many Super Bowls in, like, four years? Like, three or two? Something like to that, be- yeah. With Jim Kelly and them, like... You know, New York had a tough time in the 90s. It was just their thing. But I don't know. I'm, you know, I I think that certain people get lost. Yeah, but it's, the... it's so much worse now, man. Like, all the, like, the only good, like, New York sports team that I know of is, like, I think the Yankees are, like, pretty good. I don't know about mm-hmm. hockey too much, so I don't know what, how good the Rangers are or whatever. But, like, yeah. like, you know, the Nets are, like, really mediocre right now without Kyrie and KD. You know, even with Kyrie, they were pretty mediocre. Um, you know, the Knicks are obviously bad. The Mets are bad. The Giants and the Jets are both bad. So, I don't know. New York's in a rougher spot now than it was in the They are. They are in a rough spot. They are in a rougher spot. Well, I just think that uh, now that I have a platform, I'm going to give, like, I'm not going to let the the old be forgotten. Like, because I think a lot of people, like, legitimately get lost in the shuffle and not reckon. I mean, you recognize Charles because Charles is always on TNT. Charles is ours on TNT. I mean, and then you got Hakeem because he, he won the two when Jordan was gone. Uh, but people do forget about Patrick Ewing. They do forget about, you know, people really don't remember KJ. They don't remember how good that Phoenix team was. The one that lost against Jordan and them, they were a high-scoring team. They were a high-scoring team before scoring high was like a trend. They was averaging like 130 points a game, 124 points a game. Like that team was like like good, and I just think people get lost with that. I think football players get lost too. You know, there's. So I mean, many. you know, as a Giants fan, like every good defensive end that comes out is like people compare him to Lawrence Taylor, and it's like, what are you talking about? Lawrence Taylor is the greatest, like maybe the greatest football player of all time. All time, and you're just yeah. gonna compare like any <laughs> any defensive, like any like linebacker or defensive end who's like pretty good instantly gets compared to him, and it's like, what are you talking about? There was like some people Nobody were having a discussion of like whether like JJ Watt or Lawrence Taylor is better, and it's like, come on! Oh my like, lord! There was that, and then other people were talking about like uh, who was that really good uh, offensive lineman that the Browns had? He retired a couple of years ago. Something Thomas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like people were talking about, oh, who would win in a one-on-one, Lawrence Taylor versus oh Joe Thomas. Yeah, Lawrence Taylor versus Joe Thomas. And I was just like, Lawrence Taylor, probably the greatest like like football player of all time. Like regard, I think regardless of position, probably the greatest football player of all time. Just an utterly dominant player who won MVP as like a defensive player. Like how how often does that happen? People like, forget. It. People sleep on him too. Yeah, I, yeah like people, they literally people sleep on a lot of like the older guys because I feel like yeah. the older people just like. You know, as younger people come in, then, like, you know, the older it gets forgotten more and more. It's natural, man. People do that all the time. People people sleep on, like, the 60s. Like, people sleep on, like, 60s NBA and stuff like that, too, and the good players and stuff like that, you know. I don't think that too many people, like, right now, too many, like, youngish people would, like, I don't mean to sound like an old person or whatever, would, like, probably have, <laughs> like, someone like Bill Russell in their top 10 or whatever, you know, just because they just don't, they just don't, like, do like that much research into the history of it or whatever and i think that's what's driving a lot of the uh lebron is goat conversation right now too man it's just like a lot of like people just forgetting the history and forgetting what happened to be honest i think i think because they don't see it like a lot of a lot like okay i know okay and so this is you know this is gonna be break okay so i do know a lot of sports writers what happened they like to do how they used to get their thing they will recognize somebody and have them from like day one and what happens is when you write about somebody, you keep writing about somebody, you keep writing about somebody, you keep proclaiming, you keep proclaiming, it's kind of hard for you to go back on your work because that like, that challenges your credibility. And I feel like a lot of writers, that's what happened with, you know, uh, LBJ. I think that that's what happened. I feel like they crowned him so early 
And, it, you know, just like I challenged you with the whole Zion question, I gave him more accolades, more MVPs, more consecutive trips with wins, and you couldn't even put him there. I was like, okay, for, you know, the nov the novice, they're like, I don't see it. But because they don't know nobody. Like, honestly, it's been like, I could say Kobe, but Kobe really hasn't been hot for like uh, 2000. 10 maybe before you got hurt so that's a whole 10 years that's a whole generation like people my age will say kobe's the best out of him and lebron but like you like people around like that's under a certain age they, that's all they know is lebron they they see jordan now but they don't get that feeling they they don't know that hype you see videos that's like when we used to watch you know how we okay i don't know about you but when i used to be younger I would see these old games of like basketball players, like in like the fifties and sixties. And I'm like, man, this is boring as hell. They're slow. You know, they're, you know, and you don't get that feeling like the same as the here and now. And so, yeah, I, I give it to them like for them, you know, their Michael Jordan, my Michael Jordan was Kobe. A lot of Michael Jordan, a lot of people's Michael Jordan nowadays, LeBron, but there's only really one goat. And we know who that goat is. And so, and I think that, you know, that's the reason for the last dance is to just, you know, Jordan's like, oh, you must have forgot. There's too many people sitting at this table with me. There's way too many people. I mean, I think I think I fell for it, too. I was like, man, if Giannis develops a jump, a jump shot, he's going to kill Mike. Honestly, I still feel that way. You know, I love Mike, <laughs> but if Giannis develops a jump shot, I don't know what the hell to think about the NBA. If Because he's like, that's that, I don't know, but... Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I think that a lot of the past just gets forgotten, like you were talking about, because people just don't have access to watch it and stuff like that. So I don't know, man. Hopefully, with whatever limited scope we have, we can remind people of that stuff, I guess. I don't know. So, yeah, um, yeah. everyone. So, you know, it's been another good episode, another, you know, you know, weird week where we've all been stuck at home and, you know, Korean baseball is the only new thing going on. So we're watching the last dance and all that stuff. So yeah, again, if you guys have any questions, you can hit us up at uh, pd.sports.podcast or gmail.com, or you can leave us a, a review on iTunes. That works too. You can ask us questions there as well. So yeah, uh, anything that's on your mind, you can send it to us and we will, uh, we will go over that for you guys. Uh, you got anything else, Lex? Um, subscribe, subscribe. Yeah. Subscribe, five stars, all that good stuff. Let's keep the show going, guys. All right. Thank you for joining us, and uh, have a good week, everyone. Thanks. Bye. Thank you.